Hello, friends, and welcome to World Build With Us, the podcast where we create fantastical worlds with help from you, our listeners. My name is Rob Hilferty, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Courtney Staples and Ian Woodworth from the Under Common Taste podcast. On today's episode, we are finishing up our spooky themed uh, setting this time around. Uh, more importantly, it is a community built from our Discord, specifically our patrons this time, setting that we've created specifically for the spooky times. This should be coming out right around Halloween or at least a little bit before that. But I'm just very excited that we get to do this every year and really, really steep ourselves into the horror just a little bit. It's always fun and exciting. Uh, Ian, yes. so glad that you're back. So, so glad to have you back, sir. Uh, question for you. Where can people find your podcast and what is your podcast? <laughs> so my podcast is Under Common Taste. It is a podcast where we create and discuss homebrew content for tabletop role-playing games. You can find us on all of the major podcast aggregators as well as YouTube. Just search Under Common Taste. You can also find us on Twitter at UCT Homebrew. That's the best way to reach us if you want to get in touch. Excellent. All right. Before we get into our podcast, I have to do my shilling as well, Ian. So if you want us to build your world, you can always go to our website, worldbuildwithus.com, where you can click on the link, follow the instructions, and within a reasonable amount of time, we'll be building your world. If you want to follow us on social media, we're over on Twitter at Let's World Build where you will occasionally see a, you know, a, a we're live post about the episode and occasionally some Columbo posts as well, because that's what I do on there. Mm -hmm. Don't mm -hmm. fucking at me. Um, <laughs> if you want to come join our discord, there's a link for that in the description. And of course, if you're feeling particularly generous, you can always click on the link in this description for our Patreon, where you get early access to episodes discord exclusives you get exclusive patron only episodes and you know we've been trying to include more patron specific feedback when it comes to our uh world building settings like like this one for example uh was entirely from our uh patrons and man it's been a lot of fun getting to chat with them about horror stuff because you know y'all know me at this point and i love horror very much so all the shillings out of the way. Give us money on Patreon if you can, please. If you can't, don't worry about it. It's not a big deal. You know, if we've made you happy, if we made you smile, if you stole. OK, hold on. This is where I'm going to take a stance here. <laughs> if you've used any of our material in any of your games or writing, toss us two dollars. It's it's the cheapest licensing fee we will provide. Otherwise, it's intellectual theft and we're coming for your brains. So, um, yeah, that's just how that works. Anyway, enough, enough of that out of the way. Uh, big thanks to our patrons. And a reminder for everyone, this is the second of a two-parter. So please go back and listen to that first one if you haven't already, because you're going to be pretty damn lost once we get into the blood-soaked menace that is the Church of a Thousand Blood Rites. Last we left off, we had a twist that we would have to reconcile this episode, wherein... Someone has been dead the whole time. So, Ian, as our consummate guest, where, where did you go with this one? Okay, so I need to preface this a little bit. Um, I'm drawing some inspiration here from a past guest we had on our show, uh, Mitch from Penny for a Tale Games. 
he came on to talk about a game that he was working on called Necrobiotic. And the the general conceit of the game is that humanity is in decline. And so they have figured out a way to take the bodies of the dead and use clockwork mechanisms to create automata from the corpses of the dead to perform all of the various tasks that just needed doing as you do as you do. And because one of the main conceits of this setting, whenever it was laid out to us was steampunk that we didn't really Mm. tap into too much in part one. I wanted to draw on that combination for this in part two and say that the leader of this cult is the one who has been dead the entire time and that he has been basically rebuilt as one of these automata and is more or less a constant conduit for the entity. So he's basically just this Mm -hmm. puppet that the entity is walking around doing what needs doing. Mm. So clockwork puppet evil Mm -hmm. love it. I, I can support this entirely. Also, I think that considering the imagery that we had in the last time where it's like the people have been spiralized, I mm-hmm. think that kind of tracks if there's like some machinery that's like keeping them together as well. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's that's yeah. pretty effective, actually. Yeah. And it is a cool mental image too. thinking about like, are there just these corpse automata like roaming around in the catacombs underneath mm-hmm. that like the regular churchgoers have no idea about? You probably wouldn't learn about them until you're like really steeped in Ooh. in the religion. They are they're excavating down th- to Ooh. try and un- uncover that dead god that we were Ooh. talking about last nice. time. Absolutely, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And Ooh, and the neat thing, you know, because we are tying this to sort of a cathedral. I mean, I have it in my brain that it is sort of a almost built to mirror kind of like the Catholic Church. Almost correct me if if I'm stepping too far, but. But like <laughs> good one but like uh catholic or orthodox leaders you know the vestments that they wear on high holy days that are these massive ostentatious garments you know this cult leader whoever they happen to be perhaps they are always wearing the vestments whenever they come out to do mm-hmm. their sermons yeah and so you can cover a whole yes. lot of weirdness with a nice big flowing robe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, throw on some gloves, maybe a cowl to shroud the face in shadows. And there could be basically nothing left that even resembles a human in this mm-hmm. shell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Except for the voice, you know? Yeah. 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 Although, you, I mean, depending on how, like, clockwork you want to go with it, you might have, like, have either of you seen the uh, the Edge Runners anime? The cyberpunk. I've only seen the first couple episodes. Not yet. Okay. Things kind of blur together. Has Adam Smasher spoke at all in in those episodes? No. No. Okay. So imagine that's the voice that I have in my head where it's like kind of modulated and weird sounding. Like that's kind of what I have in mind. So you could do a normal voice or you could have like a weirdly. Oh, it could kind of like a whistle to it because it's like a steam whistle or something. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 That'd be good, too. Yeah. Interesting. So it sounds 
kind of like the the woodchuck from the old Winnie the Pooh cartoons. <laughs> no, He's no, got no, the, no, the whistle through his teeth. <laughs> no, oh god, yeah. Oh, I loved Gopher. Like Gopher was Gopher's so great. great. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll, I'll fucking defend Gopher all day. Like he's great. <laughs> Another idea too is like if we wanted to keep his voice hidden as being like this odd thing, like he could also communicate through that elaborate writing that we had discussed yeah. last time. Like if he's basically writing out his his sermons or whatever, um, and maybe you have other people who are who are narrating as he goes. Yeah. It could also be like, um, what's that cult that had the, the, the yogi who wouldn't speak, but only spoke to his top person. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. I like was just reading about that recently and I forget. Yeah. And was. like, she was the one who was actually running everything. And like, he was kind of, yeah. So it's yeah. kind of like that as well, where it's like, oh, he's the voice of God. He only reserves it to like his holiest of holy priests. Mm. And in actuality, it's because he's like this weird, like steampunk monster thing, you know? Yeah. Like, so you just see like, the high priest come out and like write on the thing and everyone's kind of in awe of it, you know, because it's like, Oh, he never comes out. He, we never get to see him. And then it's like, Oh wow. And then there's like new scripture. It's like, Oh, new scripture just dropped. Like, let's see what God has to say this time, you know? (laughs) But yeah, that's, that's a great start. Courtney, how did you reconcile with uh, the twist exactly? Yeah. um, I was drawn to the idea that we talked about, that you mentioned too about um, relating to the Triskelion symbol mm-hmm. and and some sort of horrible mutilating experimentation that Hell brings yeah. a person closer to that uh, form of the triple spiral shape. And we'd been discussing too that it's specifically the church members who are doing those experiments with their steampunk tech. And Rob, I think you'd pointed out like, why would the entity underneath the ground need to experiment if it's this elder cosmic being that knows right. what it wants and how to get that. Um, so that got me thinking that it had created that perfect spiral being and that ever since the followers have been trying to recreate it in order to like honor the entity because they think that's what it wants. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like that. And then of course, if it was the work of the entity, it's got to be like really, really fucked up. <laughs> like something that oh, clearly, there's... Yeah. There's no way that people could ever possibly hope to recreate in its uh, full glory. Do you have an idea for that? Because I have a very strong image, but I want to hear what you have to say because I know you do. (laughs) Yeah. So I wanted it to be that like triple spiral shape, Mm -hmm. but making it a a deconstruction of the human body into three converging spirals. So in my mind, it's like one of flesh, one of bone and tendon and one of organs and they converge into the head at the center. Interesting. And like that, that person, whoever it was, I was thinking it might've been like a a previous leader or somebody who maybe made initial contact with this entity. Um, Like technically they're still alive as a, as a life form, but they're certainly not, human anymore mm. so yeah are we sure we don't want to just make that the high priest he just gets like wheeled around no i mean he's he's perfect he's perfectly capable of movement on his own mm, but he's like yeah. covered under all these vestments right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and uh. it's like because you're like the whole point of this church is not to like make you weaker right mm-hmm. it's to right. make you like wow look at what the human body can do look at this fucked up thing. And it's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of like the moment in uh midnight mass where they're like, awe means fear. 
be not afraid. It's kind of oh, yeah, like yeah. that where it's like, oh, fuck, that is horrifying. But uh, yeah, it's holy. You know, like, yeah. don't worry about it. It's all good. You know, because then if you like if you were ever to reveal himself, like I imagine under the robes, it's sort of all tucked in neatly. But yes. if you were to like kind of unveil himself and like spread out into this massive spiral shape of these three converging spirals, which is fucking horrifying. <laughs> I also like to believe two things, Courtney. Uh, one, that that there is a constant undulation happening. So they're always mimicking the spiraling process. Mm, so it's yeah. it's kind of like this contraction and then release like cycle constantly, right? Mm-hmm. Like so it always there's always this like uh gesture at a triple spiral. And third, at the center is like this peeled back exposed brain, like just mm-hmm. like a brain stalk that is like at the center. And then yeah. like the brain itself has like weird spiralization happening to it as well. Oh, that's cool. Yes. That's yeah, like the, the, <laughs> the folds of the brain have been manipulated and warped mm-hmm. to resemble the, the spirals. Exactly. Yeah. It's that. the opposite of smooth brain. Where <laughs> it's like you actually, your brain has been spiralized as well. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's that's amazing. Uh, <laughs> that's really good. I like that a lot. So let, let's go back, though, because I love the idea that what's happened since this creation, since the high priest's kind of spiralization, what has happened is that they've been trying to replicate that process mm-hmm. through machinery and experimentation, like you said, Courtney. So, like, there's this idea of, like, they're trying to, like, peel people open and, like, <laughs> stick in gears and, like, like metal bits and stuff. It's like, we can get there. And it's like, no, you can't. Please right. stop. Right. You know, like, you're basically uh, deconstructing a human body and holy shit, it's horrifying. Yeah. Yes. It just doesn't work out ever. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I, oh, that's, that is horrifying. <laughs> what a fucking villain. Uh, what, like, it's, it's actually, I would say it's beyond villain. I imagine that there's a much more human, like, mm-hmm. face to the actual church. But this is the thing where it's like, if this were Bloodborne, this is where you, like, go behind the altar and up above a level and you're like, oh, there's a Briatus. Oh, Jesus Christ. You know, or it's like, it's, the, it's a DLC boss for sure. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's the thing, right? My reconciliation with a twist directly ties into the people that I'm bringing into this particular situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to hybridize this whole deal and we're going to lightly sit where we're going to smoothly segue directly into, because we didn't do the normal faction stuff. It's, it's very difficult to do factions in a particular setting where it's like so, so small, so yeah. intimate and so horrifying. So what we did instead is we had different types of people that we had to bring in. I rolled for a friend group to bring in here. Here's how I need to, I just need to just break it all out and I'll show you how it works. I'm going to put the pieces together for you. I too thought there was a distinct lack of steampunkiness going on in this particular setting. So I decided that the group of friends that I have are a group of uh, street urchins, orphans all, who basically go around and commit crimes. They're all teenagers, maximum being like 14 years old. We're talking like it part one type of vibes. And uh, what has happened is one of their friends who had been really interested in the church has gone missing. 
that friend was Alex and their friend Alex went missing. And so now this group of friends has to break into the church and find their friend because here's the thing. They're all children. I wanted to add victims to this body count that were extra tragic. They Mm. are orphans. I've given them all personality. So I care and like them. Uh, I've given them names and I'm going to go through that right now. But the person who's been dead the entire time, by the way, spoilers for this fake made up story (laughs) is Alex but they still hear Alex. They still like see Alex. So her ghost is still definitely around, or maybe it's not actually a ghost at all, but there's something that's drawing them into this church because they're a tight knit group of people and man, they want to uh, save their friend, right? Like they think that Alex is still in danger. And, and, you know, going off of still seeing Alex the entity within this church is able to facilitate mind control. It wouldn't be a long stretch oh, to yeah. also say it can just make, you know, visual hallucinations and audio hallucinations. Mm-hmm. So it it is planting these hallucinations in the kids. They see Alex so that they will go deeper in. I mean, alternatively, it could actually just be Alex, right? Like, but dead just means like metaphorically, she's been dead ever since she like was in or they rather have been in the church, right? So Mm -hmm. in that case, there's a chance that they could revive them in some way, which might be an interesting, you know, secondary twist as well. If, if, if they survive this ordeal, you know, we'll, we'll figure that out. But I want to go through, I want to give you my my personalities because I was given a group and God damn it, I'm going to create a Scooby-Doo gang, okay? <laughs> um, so the de facto leader, their name is Chank. He is a good thief, not Hank, Chank. Chank. Uh, yep. Uh, so he is a good thief. He is the de facto leader. He's got that bold, brash attitude and he takes very good care of his friends. He is the reason that everyone sticks around and sticks together. Next, we have Pee-wee, not an ironic nickname, actually very small for for his age, has one leg and is a son of a bitch. He uh, (laughs) uses like his his like sorry looking state to cheat and rob people. And he is in, in his area, a notorious card cheat and gambler like he's a hustler and he knows what he's doing. On the flip side of that, uh, we have Henry, who is a strong guy who really dislikes Pee Wee, uh, gives off big himbo energy and is very, very good with machines, which is important Mm. because what these. uh, Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot one. Uh, We also have Olivia, who is a second story gal. Basically, she is the one who does the acrobatics. She's the one who does the sneaking and the stealing when it comes to like breaking and entering part. Right. So. This whole gang, what they do is they essentially salvage or steal bits of machinery off of like moving carts off of public spaces, and then they sell it either for scrap or, you know, maybe they'll have like a particular salvage deal, something like that. But that is how they make their um, living. And I wanted to incorporate just a little bit of steampunkiness to it. So I've set up the slaughterhouse. Uh, We're going to lose some of them. That's kind of the reason that I wanted to make them at least a little bit endearing. And that's my friend group. So nice. Nice. The the, the only issue is uh, all I'm picturing is Oliver Twist where they're stealing catalytic converters. I mean, that's not too far (laughs) off. You're not wrong. (laughs) Mm. 
Like it's, I mean, I will take like Stephen King meets Oliver Twist with steampunk, you know, like that's totally yeah, fine. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, it's not a critique. I love it. Yes. I'm just <laughs> pointing that out. That's, that's what I'm picturing. Look, it's tough on these streets, y'all. Okay. It's tough on these streets and you got to survive somehow. Again, Pee Wee's just the son of a bitch though. Don't ever trust Pee Wee. He's like the worst one. Which, of course, means that Pee-wee's the one that's going to survive. He's the uh, no, one that's no, going to no. live to the end. No, he's going to survive once and then try and pull that same trick again. Mm. And mm, then he's going to yeah. die from the second one because he doesn't know that it's like um, a hive mind situation. You know, so okay. he's like, oh, I'm going to try the same thing because it always works. Like, I gotcha. Yeah. I was actually picturing uh, Olivia as the one to die first, other than Alex anyway. Um the one who's like the sneakiest doing like the, the coolest tricks and acrobatics, like normally the one who's like at the top of her game and then just gets immediately like shut down when she tries pulling that in a, in an area where Mm. this entity is just all seeing. Well, I mean, here's the thing, right? We don't know how they're going to die or if they're going to die. I want to roll some dice to see how they fare <laughs> personally, but we have to introduce the other characters in this little uh, horror story that we've got going on because I've given my characters a reason to go into the depth so they can find their friend. There is horror awaiting them. There is death there. So I, I think the smooth transition would be for Courtney to tell me who the villain of this particular story is. All right. Um, So for villains, I'm often drawn to the kind of second in command types who like usually appear stuffy and overly lawful, but they manage to fit into their communities well and also tend to become primary threats later on. Um, For a topical example, like Bev from Midnight Mass, who's this like immensely frustrating person, but is really fascinating to watch as a character. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I wanted to include someone like that in the setting, not at the very top of the church, but someone who's extremely devout, has devoted their life to this religion, present at all the events, all the services, and the church is their life, basically. So any threat to the church is going to be a threat to themselves, and they're going to be really, really honed in on anyone who they see as even slightly skeptical of what's going on. Mm. And I was thinking, too, like, since you guys are trying to put more steampunk in that I should probably do that as well. And thinking like, maybe this is one of the the top experimenters like behind the scenes. Um, they're ones who are actively working on mm. these creations or maybe even just directing the other technicians in what they do, like demanding, mm-hmm. you know, we need to try harder next time. We need to make this perfect. That sort of vibe. I like that vibe a lot, actually. Yeah, I like yeah. the idea that they're direct. Like, they they really don't even have very much understanding of the experiments, but they're the ones who are, like, really pushing for it. Because I imagine, like, the experimenter is probably just, like, I'm not as much of a true believer as you. I'm mostly just here because you let me do these fucked up experiments. But also, yeah. like, whatever church is, sure, okay. You know, but, like, no. Like, the, the character you're talking about is, a like, a super, like, a zealot. Is, is yeah. the word I would use. Yeah. I think that's super interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Like a shitty manager type who like doesn't know what their underlings do, but demands like peak performance from them at all right. times. Has no context, doesn't have yep. the talent, yep. but 
still demands that the impossible of them. Yes. Right. Yes. Yes. And um, I didn't have much in mind for this person visually, so I'd love to flesh that out with you guys. Um, the one thing I've noticed is that oftentimes those characters seem to be women. So mm. I'd like to make this one a man to switch that up a bit. I'm totally cool with that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so in my head, I want this person to be completely unspiralized. I want them to look like the most boring, <laughs> average looking person that you could possibly imagine. Because when you realize like the, the, the fun part about that kind of reveal is like, oh, they're the worst monster. Right. Mm-hmm. They're more monstrous than the actual spiral monsters in some cases. Right. And I think that kind of horror is the stuff that I'm really attracted to. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm picturing that uh, round face, male pattern baldness, Coke bottle glasses. <laughs> mm, yeah. Uh, the white lab coat that's always got some sort of stains on it. <laughs> some sort of some sort of viscera. Okay, mm-hmm. I've I've got you. I've got you on this one. Okay, so male pattern baldness almost. They have they have the thinning hair on the top pulled back into a ponytail that is just like not doing it anymore. It's like part comb over part ponytail. <laughs> you know what, you okay. know exactly yeah. what I'm talking okay. about. Yeah. 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 Um, but and I want to push back on you, Ian, because okay, I think that they're not going to have viscera on them. I think that they're going to be fastidious about that. Like, yeah, okay. the surgeons and like the the experimenters. Yes, they're probably going to be a little bit more like gory. But I think this person, because they're like, I'm not dealing with that. That's not okay. my job. Like, I want them to be like pretty spotless. Okay. Yeah. Actually. Ian, when you were talking about like round face and like baldness and stuff, I hadn't pictured that before, but that made me think of like a classic monk type figure, like oh, just, yeah. a, just a guy in a brown yeah, robe yeah, yeah. and he looks very unassuming okay, yeah. and greets people at the door and you would never think that he's the one like pulling all the strings in yeah. the background. That's good. Actually, I like the unassuming bit very much there. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But I, I I want to have some sort of sensory input that you get from him something that just makes it seem a little bit off and i'm yeah i'm, I'm leaning towards a smell i like that. maybe like yeah. they, they oh, yeah they constantly have just like this this faint metallic odor to them mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. whether it whether it be that that iron copper blood smell or maybe like a a grease sort mm. of thing to, to go with the clockwork side mm. of things. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because because the, the smell is a sense that we don't typically go into as mm. much or Absolutely. as often because it's 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 hard to get across in a in a verbal or written medium. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things where you really have to experience it as a smell in order to really connect to it. Yeah. And it would be really important in the setting too, like smells and scents, because mm-hmm. if we've got a shit ton of blood, like that's yeah. If you go in the catacombs, that's going to have a really, really distinctive, strong smell, especially as you get deeper and deeper. Mm-hmm. So I like the idea that this guy's like kind of got that lingering on him at all times. Yeah, but but I want I specifically want to avoid the smell being the smell of rot and decay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Here, okay, so I I think I can help you with this. So this person prides themselves on being really like clean, right? Despite the fact that they deal with, you know, like stench and decay and rot all the time. Right. Right. Um, 
I want this person to basically try and mask that smell with something else, something like cloves or garlic, which was also a common thing to do back then. Right. And one thing I want to take, like to, to kind of do you one better with the smell, I want that smell to be so pungent that you can practically taste it. Right. So I want it to be something that might be a food stuff that they're trying to use to cover up the smell. And it does a good job because it's so pungent. It's so like it hits you in the face. And also what this does is it doesn't immediately trigger the danger sense, right? If they smell like blood, if they taste like blood or metal in their mouth, that's going to trigger like the, the, the villain warning right away. But if they smell like a food stuff, you're just going to look at that person and be like, Oh, that just, he, they're, they're a cook. Oh, they're, they're someone like that, but no, it's deliberate. And it's like kind of in to kind of go off of what Courtney was saying about like underhanded or unassuming. I want to play into that part a little bit. I have an idea. Rose water. Okay. Mm. Go ahead. Because, because that is a very, it's a, it's a floral, scent it is used both as a perfume and as a food stuff primarily for something like a turkish delight it has that rose flavor to it mm-hmm. and it is something that a little bit goes a long way and the smell almost evokes that sort of almost waxy soapy potpourri mm-hmm. sort of flavor yeah. to it whenever you smell it and yeah. so, so I think it checks all of the boxes that you're looking for. Courtney, what do you think? This is your, this is your villain here. Is this, is this working for you? Is this doing it for you? Yeah, I like that idea. And it's, it's like something that most people, if they were to smell it, they might not be able to immediately place it, but it also isn't like a, a danger scent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I like that. And, and if we want to tie a reference to it, uh, the white queen from Lion, Wish in the wardrobe with, the Turkish delights. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it is, it is somebody who you see them and you think that they're supposed to be the bad guy, but they don't outright from the initial impression come across as the bad guy. And they mm-hmm. go through the steps to earn your trust until it comes to a point where you can't back out anymore. I, I mean, why not? Why not just canonize that and be like, yeah, if this were a game, this person gives out Turkish delights to children or yeah, to yeah, other yeah. people like, yeah, absolutely. Just go that far. It's like, oh, they smell like rose water. And then they bust out the Turkish delights. And you're like, oh, that's why. OK, cool. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it'd have to be called something else because I don't think that's like fantastically necessarily <laughs> works. But I'm sure there's like a genericized name for that. But yeah, I'm. I was under the impression that that's just what they were called. It's not like a brand name. Oh, no, it's like Turkish because Turkey, though. Oh, OK. Yeah. The country. Yeah. yeah. I, I get I I understand where you're going now. Yeah. OK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. OK. It's also kind of interesting because that means that this person cares a lot about like earthly pleasures, like the pleasure of food mm-hmm. and so on, and which is probably in direct contrast to what the entity really wants if it wants anything but i feel like that would be sort of an interesting thing later on where this person who sees themselves as like the most devout follower is actually not really uh getting the purpose of what they're doing yeah they just use the church as like a tool for or or as as an extension of power Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so uh, 
I'd like to, can we, can we go a little bit further with this? Can mm-hmm. we say that this is the most powerful person who hasn't like done the rights or who hasn't like really been visited by like the entity very much? Yeah. I like Cause that. that's kind of fun to me. Like it, it shows that they're like not really a true, true believer. Yeah. They could even be sort of telling themselves like they want the process to be perfected before mm. they go through it. But in reality, yeah. they're just like putting it off further and further. Cause they don't really believe. Yeah. Cause they're afraid of what yeah. it is. But they're, but they're the ones who are performing faith. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I, I can almost see this as one of those instances where you get a manager in the position where they can do the best possible job and they want promotions, but the people above them realize that the place that they are right now is the best place for them. And they resent that. Mm, That's good. I like that. Yeah. 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 That's amazing. Hell yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because, because I have definitely worked for some of those people. Of course. (laughs) And they're very bitter. Oh, they yeah. are. Yeah. Oh boy, are they bitter? Yeah. It's basically middle management, the villain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kinda. Kinda. So so we go from performative faith. We're gonna transition over to Ian, who had the skeptic. So, Ian, tell us about your skeptic. What are we exploring with this particular theme here? Okay, so I wanted to to tie my skeptic back to my tenant with the woad. And yeah. I wanted to figure out how we get how we get the tenet into the story. And so I think that the skeptic is someone they they are a very all or nothing person. They they don't take half measures. And so whenever they decided that they were going to join the church, they went full throttle into the church and went through and got their initiation. And then they got hit by that initial possession and they realized mm-hmm. Oh shit. <laughs> this is not what I thought I was signing up for. Um, and so they, they're already having that little bit of a crisis question because they can't back out now. Mm-hmm. They've, they've, they've gotten in. Mm-hmm. They're in too deep. They're in too deep. And so completely separate from the church, I'm wanting to take some inspiration from the season because it is, we are coming up on Halloween and Halloween parties are a thing. And if they are the sort of person who takes no half measures, um, I'm thinking that they decided to go as William Wallace for Halloween. (laughs) And so they, they have the full Mel Gibson face paint and everything. And of course they went and got actual woad to do it because why wouldn't you? And they wake up the next morning. They are hung over Church starts in 15 minutes. They're still in their full paint and costume and everything. And so they're like, okay, shed out of the costume, wash all of the parts that are visible, cover up everything else, and I'll take a shower after church. They go into church. They're sitting through the service. Someone else gets up and does their initiation. And then whenever the mind control happens because we have established mm-hmm. that this is a hive mind, mm-hmm. which suggests that everyone else in the congregation who has gone through the initiation has some sort of connection to what's going on. I think the possession happens, the congregation hive mind links into it 
and they're sitting there unaffected. Yeah. Mm, and they're yeah. looking around and they're seeing the the glazed looks and the fervent smiles as the event is happening. And they're trying to figure out. And now they're starting to go into it with a more scientific perspective of, mm. OK, what just happened? How did that happen? And is this my ticket to get out? Mm. I like that. Love and then that. they would probably like do experiments too. Like, is it because I'm hungover? Do I need to get wasted yep. before the next yeah. service? And like slowly whittle down to like, oh shit, it's the load that's doing this. You know what's funny, Courtney? I was thinking something very similar, but I was actually thinking that the first indication that something's off when they wake up is that they wake up late. Cause I imagine that like, there's like a, a call to like the church. Yes. Very absolutely. early for the congregants. Yeah. So like, Everyone wakes up at the exact same time. And so when when this person wakes up and it's like maybe five minutes off or maybe like, hey, where's so and so? And and then at first he's like, wait, was it just because I was drunk? Like what happened? Mm -hmm. And then as like the day goes on and there's like that disconnect, like I don't feel the Holy Spirit moving within me today. Like all of a sudden things start to click. And then that's when it's like, OK, yes. And of course, because the entire experience would be so mind shattering world like, shattering world shattering yeah the first thing he's gonna do is go home and take a cold shower yeah <laughs> yeah and and so it washes off the woad and suddenly everything is back to normal and that's why he has to figure out and piece it together because mm -hmm. all of the possible steps have been washed away and now he has to rationally piece it back together and figure out what it is and he's thinking mm -hmm. about that crisis of faith that he had, like what happened? Why was that one service the time where I just didn't feel it, where I just didn't feel the spirit in me. And so like, there's probably this long con game or long character development part where he's trying to figure out, is it me? Did I not have the faith? Was mm -hmm. it something else? And then there is a, a second instance has to happen where he puts on the woad again and he recognizes, Oh fuck. It wasn't faith. It was this that happened, you know? Yeah. That's all. Oh, that's so good. That's so, so good. Oh, I love that. <laughs> love that. Yeah. Question. Um, so yes. we established last time that like applying the woad to your skin is what blocks it. What happens if you ingest woad? Let's make it lethal. So it just fucking kills you. <laughs> well, I mean, it, as it exists as a substance, it is fairly caustic. Uh, it okay. is. I mean, you you set it with potash or urine, so it is it is a very basic substance as a pigment. And so just consuming that would probably not be great for you. OK, all right. <laughs> I was wondering, like, if as a, a sort of act of desperation, that's something that people could do since the since on your skin. It can Courtney, get. you're spoiling the kills for later <laughs> on. Come on. Somebody's going to be like, oh, I got to save myself. Like, oh, and then fucking dies. Come on, yeah. Courtney. Give away the good kills. It is also derived from a plant that is mildly psychotropic. Mm. So, <laughs> so that, that adds an entirely separate element of this could be a problem. Yeah. 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 Wow. Okay. Uh, speaking of the kills, shall we get to the kills and figure <laughs> out what this scene is going to even play out as? Um, here's the deal. Okay. I feel like what we should do is all roll dice and then 
maybe we figure out some power dynamics based on those dice rolls. Uh, and then we can kind of play out the narrative that we've set up here. How do you okay. all feel about that? Yeah, that I'm, I'm all for rolling some dice. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I have four people. I'm going to roll four dice. Uh, that way we can just like see who dies and see who survives. How's that sound? Sure. All right. Okay. I have D20, so I'm going to roll some D20s to see what mm -hmm. we get. Okay, so I know who I'm rolling for. I'm going to roll the dice, and hopefully we'll we'll see who survives. Yes. Okay. So, Chank got an 18. Olivia got an 11. Henry got a 10. And I swear to God, this isn't rigged. Pee-wee got a fucking one. Like a natural <laughs> one. Nice. So uh, roll your dice and let's see where the, the dice kind of take us here. Okay. okay. I got a two. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I also got a natural one. Oh, oh shit. You're doing great. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Okay. Viscera falls. Everyone dies. No, no, no. I got three characters who are fine. I got three who are fine. You can fuck right off. Okay. Okay, we're going to have to roll again, Ian, because one of us has to die here, right? Okay. I got a 10. I got another two. Wow. Okay. This, this die is just not doing great today. Well, okay. I mean, Pee Wee goes on. So, okay, here's what happens then, right? Pee Wee is probably going to be scamming your skeptic. And then uh, something happens where you were exposed. He maybe steals the woad off of you. And then how do you, how does your skeptic die? Um, that's, I think that, that they get snatched up and brought below and spiralized. I mm. think, I Ooh. think that's what happens. Yeah. Okay. Wait, wait. So, your skeptic is going to confront people and like, just as he goes to put on the woad, he realizes that he's been, he's been pickpocketed by Peewee. Or, or maybe Peewee has sold him fake. Well, it's just like blue paint. Like there's nothing oh, special about it. Uh, okay. But if, if Ian is describing their skeptic as no half measures, why would he be buying yeah. it off of a street urchin? Mm. Exactly. Yeah. That's true, yeah. True. I think Peewee picking his pocket would make a whole lot more sense in this case. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And because then it's like, oh shit, I don't have the fit. And then he's fucking dead. Right. Um, obviously the middle manager is not the one who does it. So uh, how, who, who gets your skeptic here, Ian? Um, I don't, I don't really know. Um, let's see here. Himself. He, he willingly walks down into the spiralizer. Well, if he's being mind controlled at that point, yeah, then, at that yeah. point he'd be he'd be mind controlled. So yeah. yeah, I think I think he would be because the rest of the hive mind would view him as a threat, an existential threat. Yeah, and so the entity would perceive that he is an existential threat and would operate instantly to eliminate that threat. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Going forward, I think that because Courtney is playing the role of the villain, she should roll two D20. And then like if she gets a lower 
score among them, then she'll lose a D20. So like, because I don't want to kill off the villain right away, right? Yeah, like, we got to make sure that, yeah. you know, they survive a little bit. And and Ian, I bequeath unto you Pee-wee so you can roll for the little <laughs> bastard who killed your skeptic in the first place. Sound good? Uh, that'll work. All right. Let's do the next set of die rolls. Uh, let's see how it goes. Uh-oh. It's not looking good for Chank. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> no, Chank! Um, so Chank rolled a three. Um, Henry rolled a 12 and Olivia rolled an 11. So what did y'all roll? Would you believe that Pee Wee rolled another natural one? Hell yeah! Oh Let's go! That works because I got a two and a three. So whoa! Okay, wait, 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 wait! You gotta wait. Okay, what did you roll, Ian? A natural one? Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. Okay. Okay. Um, I don't want to give you any more characters. Man. <laughs> He's just, just gonna too, murder them. All. You're just murdering everyone. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna move to a different die for the next good one. I, you might as well roll a d12. I think you'd have a better chance of rolling higher. So okay. So I'll, I'll ask you this: Who do you want to have next to kill of my precious children that I've created? Let's do Olivia. All right, mm. you've got Olivia. Okay, I've got Chank and Henry left. Let's talk about how Pee Wee goes. We kind of already talked about it, right? Where so he understands, like, oh, I can't be mind controlled with this stuff. Mm-hmm. And, but then he pulls a con and then the second time it doesn't go well. How does that work? What does it look like? Oh, hmm. maybe he tries to trick my villain in some way. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it just does not go according to plan at all. Or like the hive mind kind of spoils what he's doing. Ooh, yeah. Or or it's like maybe your villain spots the woad and they're like, mm. oh, OK. And then like gives him the Turkish delight. Oh, I know where your ch- your friend is, Alex. Yeah, let me show. Let me take you to them. <laughs> yeah, I think I think what it is is that Pee Wee is so focused on the fact that the woad blocks the mind control that he completely disregards the fact that yeah. he is physically incapable of combating these people and that yeah. they mean him harm. I like right that because it, this is like the first person who's like, I don't give a fuck that you don't have a leg and you're small. I'm going to fuck your whole world up. God <laughs> yeah. damn it. I like, like that exactly. A hundred percent. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Okay. I think Pee Wee's going to come back. I think, or uh, that's my guess anyway. All right. Mm-hmm. But uh, Ian, you've got Olivia. We're rolling again. Let's <laughs> see how Chank and uh, the rest of the crew go. Well, that's a much better roll. Okay. Hey, okay, I'm rolling okay now. Would you would you guys get? I got a 14 for Olivia. Wow, okay. Nice. I got 11 and 18. Oh shit. Okay. Um so we're going to have to roll off because Chank got a 13 and Henry got an 11. So 11s are the lowest here. So mm-hmm. again, we're f- we're facing off against the villain. Uh, roll just a single d20 this time. Single one. Okay. All right. What'd you get? I got a two. <laughs> yeah! Oh, yes. Okay. Okay. I rolled a 10. Uh, this is, this is going pretty well. So, okay. Uh, we now know that your villain is exposed and like is a bad guy. Cause Henry just mm-hmm. like some confrontation happened. He saw you with, with Pee Wee, And then he's like, oh shit. 
and then something happens, there's exposure. So bam, you're out in the open now. You lose one of your D20s and we keep on rolling. Uh, I'm I'm really afraid to see how this goes, but I'm very excited. Okay. I think I think what ends up happening is he sees Pee-wee is trying to pull the con on the villain, and then one of the villain's henchmen that is obviously, you know, maybe a partially spiralized human mm. comes Ooh, out yeah. and just grabs peewee and yanks him off and then you have that cinematic where the villain just turns and that sly grin deadpan stare at the rest of the party mm-hmm. oh okay hold on yes that too but also maybe this as well so maybe it's like oh uh your friend peewee is looking for you oh he said and like because they they've already have a previously antagonistic relationship and he's like Pee-wee said what about Henry? You know, like he was being nice to him. Yeah. You know, like something like that, right? Where it's like, that's what tips him off. And then so then like violence happens, exposure happens. And then mm-hmm. like he just, Henry just books it. He's out of there. Yeah. It's like the Terminator phone call. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's a great reference. Yes. Like, your parents are dead. <laughs> yeah. What is it? You Do you have a dog? Or something like that. What, what's the line exactly? I, I can't remember. I don't remember. Courtney, do you know what we're talking uh, about here? No, I don't God remember damn. the line. I've seen I've seen the meme so many times with so many different <laughs> inserts that I don't remember what the original is. <laughs> that is how the internet poisons your brain. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. I completely agree. Yeah. Okay. Who boy? All right, we're 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 working here. We still got okay. So we, we are one HP left. Let's see what happens. What we got next? Roll them dice. Ooh. Ooh. Oh no. Uh oh. What do you got? I got a four. Ooh. I got an 11. Okay. Uh, I rolled a 14 for Chank and a 17 for Henry. Mm. So we're doing well. We're, we, we made it out alive, guys, except for Olivia, who. Yeah. Courtney, why don't you tell us how Olivia goes here? Because, like, I think you had a really good idea where it's like, She's doing something ultra cool and then I'll just yeah. get immediately fucking like <laughs> smushed or something like that. Yeah, I mean, that idea does work where like if she's going to venture down into the catacombs to like sneak around and try to figure out what happened and she's like, she is being very stealthy. She's probably walked past groups of people, probably seen some stuff that she's not supposed to see. Maybe that even distracts her and like makes her pause for a second too long. Mm-hmm. And one of the like spiralized beings just like shows up in the darkness right behind her and cut to black. I love that. Yeah. Or no cut to a long shot of a screaming hallway. That's mm. what it is. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. It like, so it's like uh, you're looking at a tunnel, right? And there's like mm. the, the foreground is like lit by a torch and then in the darkness you hear olivia screaming way in the distance or something like that ian i would like to point out that you have killed <laughs> two i've killed everyone who's died so far yeah. yes it's, i'm impressed i am concerned <laughs> to let you keep rolling um okay <laughs> I, I'm, I'm okay. Th- this would have been over already if, 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 if Ian had been rolling the villain. So I'm glad that it's not. <laughs> um, 
I'll I'll let you I'll let you keep Chank. Chank seems Chank's fine. I uh, I, I I'm kind of partial to Henry at this point. But oh, well, yeah, then, well then well then you no, can no, keep no, Henry in. It's fine. We're we're gonna we're gonna see how this fucker goes anyway. So let's go. Okay. Rolling again for maybe the last time. Oh yeah. Oh, what'd you get? I got a fourteen this time. Ooh. Okay. I got a thirteen. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I got a seventeen for Chang. Wow. So, wow. Uh, yeah, the that's that's quite good actually. I'm very happy about that. Uh, okay, so. Let's finish off this villain in in style. Uh, and, and it has to be an ironic death. So what happens? I think I'm, I, I don't want to take too much from the group, but I, I want Henry to uh, drown the villain in a blood pool. Ooh. Just like Ooh. hold his head into the blood pool until he stops moving. Okay. That is a little bit too aggressive. I think <laughs> that's like well, you, that's, you called him. You called him a himbo. Like yeah, he, something you know, something big and you he's, know he's strong. But I don't like. I think he's got like a little bit of gentleness to him personally. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. but like uh, here's what I was thinking: is that they shove him into like a pit or into the awaiting jaws slash viscera slash whatever of an awaiting spiralized person so they're they are torn apart by their own faith essentially that's why i wanted like so like the ironic bit with you drowning in a blood pool love that here for it 100 (laughs) percent. but uh i i'm not sure i'm like i what do you think courtney like between the options that we have is there a third option is there a better way what do you think i i kind of want to bring the entity into his death and yeah, like really that's good. Connected directly, like they're way deep down in the catacombs at this point. Maybe like he's chasing these kids because mm. he doesn't want them to get to the lowest point. And maybe it's like the entity chooses him as its target and lets the kids go for whatever reason. But he's like grabbed by maybe they're like blood tentacles or something in the in the blood pools. I don't know. Okay, okay, hold on. What if he uses the woad because he's trying to like, I don't want this actually. Uh, and he puts the woad yeah. on himself, but doesn't realize that it washes off in the blood. Oh yeah. Like it's, he starts like almost getting a headache when he goes down there because the, the voice of the entity is too strong for him. So he applies the woad, but then he ends up in a blood pool. Or maybe just the entity doesn't want him chasing the kids. Yeah. Could be for that whatever too. reason. Yeah. The entity has, greater things in store for them yeah. so, so he is being actively disobedient mm-hmm. by pursuing the children instead of doing whatever the entity tells him to do yeah like maybe that's what the headache is the entity saying like no yeah. stop like go he, back to the humiliated service. by these children and the entity wants them to go anyway and, he, and it's yeah that's perfect that's really good and i mm-hmm. love it oh boy that's fun so how does he die then like the entity's got him right mm-hmm. so what does it look like exactly um does he drown himself in a blood pool i want something like way more like body horror like he gets deconstructed or something so so i like i like where you were going with the 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 blood tentacles coming out of the pool Mm. and grabbing him like um maybe they enter through the various orifices (laughs) and he ends up filling up with so much blood that he and 
basically bursts like a water. Oh, God. <laughs> that's fucking Ooh. horrifying. Ooh, that's, yeah, that's gross. Okay. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, and that also ties in with like his earthly gluttonous nature. Like it's, yeah, it's overfeeding it him yep. with the blood and then he just fucking explodes. Wait, wait, wait. Instead of tentacles, can we just be like, okay, he is mind controlled and the entity forces him to gorge himself in the blood to the point where uh, yeah. like uh, he basically uh, yeah. bursts, right? Yeah. Like just force feeding himself the blood. And he's like, you did this. Yeah. And he's fully like conscious for it. He just can't control exactly. himself. So he's exactly. completely yeah. aware yes. as his body is like tearing itself apart. Yeah, oh, that's, that's horrible. So gross. I love it. <laughs> yeah, no, I got squished out. That's really good. Okay. <laughs> so the villain is dead. I, I say that we roll one more time and the highest person tells us what the ending is. Okay. Are we ready? Okay. Fuck. How'd y'all do? I got a 15. I got a 16. Ooh, I only got a 10. <laughs> so Courtney. Courtney. Wrap mm. us up. Give us the ending to this literal horror movie that we've created here. <laughs> Um, happy to get your input, but the first thing that comes to mind is that the entity wanted to save at least one of the two kids because it saw in them like some sort of perfect vessel to enter into. And I thought it was Alex that was the perfect vessel. That's why they were trying to. So like I was thinking that if we're going with this direction, they rescue her and they let they the entity lets them go because yeah, that's my perfect vessel now. Like that's the seed that I've I planted. See. So it's like a Damien like style like ending where it's like, yeah, the Antichrist is let go to like proliferate, essentially. I kind of I kind of want to lean into what Courtney's saying though, and maybe Alex was just the bait to get the perfect mm -hmm. vessel in. Ooh, that's yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, what yeah. I was thinking yeah and then so like maybe chank is actually the perfect vessel because he is this charismatic leader figure mm -hmm. oh that's really good right. i like that yeah right so they think that she's the the primary target but when they enter the room and all of these like acolytes and automata turn towards them and it's like oh fuck like i should not have come down here yes and then they all bow in deference to chank yeah yeah and he like slowly feels his mind shifting and becoming not his anymore. No, no, no. He embraces it. That's what that that's how you make it more chilling where it's like, yeah, no, this is how I've always, this is what I've always wanted to do. This is what I've always uh, yeah. And maybe Henry is like the one who's like, wait, we gotta, we gotta leave like right now. And Jank yeah. is like, no, actually this is where I'm supposed to be. Yes, exactly. So it's like, yeah, Chank like basically wades into the blood pools, like for the furthest anyone's ever gone. And Henry just watches in horror as this happens. Yeah. And then like Henry's got to get the hell out, you know? Yeah. And we don't yeah. know what happens. Or actually, would it cut on him wading into the water and like noises in the darkness or like that's that's what I'm guessing. I'm kind of picturing like a last shot of him wading into the pool and like somewhere below you see like a glowing eye open like mm. some monstrous like large eye down there i think you mean a spiral of eyes courtney or the pupil no, is a or, spiral yeah, yeah the spiraled pupil yeah oh that's good too yeah 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 okay i kind of i kind of want it to that that last shot because you know 
at the end of the horror movie, there's always the shot where the survivors are leaving and then the cliffhanger at the very, very end. So I kind of want to see a clip very near the end with Hank Chang with 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 Henry, <laughs> Henry. sorry, Henry, <laughs> okay. with Henry one. carrying Alex out of the cathedral. Oh, that's mm. good too. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's and really then Chank isn't with them because Chank yeah. stayed behind. Yeah. That's good. That yeah, that's really good. Fucking snaps to you, Ian. That's awesome. Nice, nice. Yeah. Well, what a journey this has been my god oh yeah yeah what a what a great time so a big thank you again to our patrons a big thank you to all of you for listening i hope you had fun with this series because we had a blast recording it a huge thank you once again to ian for coming on and hosting with us this time it's been a real pleasure to have you on this series sir It's been an absolute blast to be with you again. Excellent. Well, I think that's going to just about do it for this episode. Uh, Remember that if you want us to build your world, you can go to our website, worldbuildwithus.com. Click the link, follow the instructions, and we'll build your world within a reasonable amount of time. Guess what? Regular, normal settings are going to be resuming fairly soon. Go check that out whenever you want. Alternatively, if you want to give us money and get these episodes early, or if you just basically want to get in the driver's seat and tell us which setting you want to see next and you're not a patron already, give us money over on Patreon and we will jump you to the front of the line probably. Who knows, right? Anyway, uh, you can follow us on social media over at Let's World Build on Twitter. You can come join our Discord and chat with us about whatever. That's going to do it for this episode of World Build Us. Remember that we love you very much. We're going to get through this together until next week. 